sounds may be perceived as color or color as odor. I, I knew that the boys smoked pot and they, they equally knew that I disapproved. Yes, I was free above the planet F. So it was rotating majestically below me. New Year in Australia. First up, though, we are uh, going to hear something live in the studio from Gail. And uh, it's uh, a track uh, from her forthcoming album. And uh, we're going to hear it's called Amidst a Surface Dwelling Race. Thank you. 
Gail Priest on FBI. Uh, a live track here on the studio on New Wear Australia. Gail, thanks very much. Thank you. And that was called Amidst a Surface Dwelling Race, uh, taken from your forthcoming release, which we'll come back to in a little bit. But um, <clears throat> thanks very much for coming in and joining us tonight. Um, been wanting to get you on the show for a while, and um, I guess we've got a good excuse happening this weekend um, uh, as part of the Super Deluxe Art Space. You're curating um, uh, one of the nights there. Um, now, this has been something that um, has been uh, particular to Super Deluxe, which is part of the, of course, Biennale of Sydney for 2010, in that um, they're inviting guest curators to, to come in and uh, and put a night together. Um, what did you think when they approached you? Did you have an idea off the top of your head the sort of night you wanted to do, or how, how did it come together? Uh, I actually had about three or four ideas <laughs> and then knowing that um, there were several other curators that were involved it was kind of a matter of bringing them up and going I'm thinking of this what a you know yeah. you know just yeah. in case we were all having the same idea at the one time which generally we weren't uh, yeah. that's lucky yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 so yeah. we didn't have to fight over people too much and have you uh, been down to see a few of the other nights yes yeah. I have I've gone down yeah. a few times yeah. yeah it's very it's pretty nice atmosphere down there yeah. it's all very calm and casual and I mean art space is completely you know transformed into a club space which is amazing indeed and yeah. I mean you know because um, it's a it's a very interesting gallery space usually art space and of course you have um, you've done a great deal of work there um, oh, a little bit I wouldn't say a great deal but you're a little in, bit. in an extended yeah. period of time I guess yeah. yes um, and uh, but of course more accustomed to seeing it uh, as a as a gallery space um, but a little bit. I mean, they're they're always kind of confined um, in terms of how the exhibit work because it's a heritage listed building and the sightline issues and the, and the sound issues and, and so yeah. on and so forth. Um, how have you uh, how have you kind of approached it in in the sense that you know this is going to be uh, there's there's a lot of people. That, in a room, in a kind of club environment. I mean, how, did, how is that going to work, do you think, with uh, yeah. the sort of sounds that are coming? I suppose I, I went for my um, for my little pet idea, really, which is it, which is my favourites of, of the way I... I the kind of um, experimental music that I think really draws people in if they're not necessarily accustomed to experimental mm. music, um, and that's the way I programmed it, really, because um, I'm interested, my, my little kind of favourite form I suppose is is the epic kind of grand um, kind of music that just really sits on the border between really nasty and then really beautiful and so that's pretty much why I've kind of subtitled The Night Heavy Ecstasy because all the acts I think have that real sense of you know lifting you up and taking you somewhere and then possibly you know dumping you right back down quite rudely. Yeah and and, and is that a kind of um, I mean certainly from that track we heard and uh, you know a lot of the other work we've heard from you that sensibility um, you know perhaps you know not, not necessarily always on such an epic scale but certainly that sensibility is prevalent in your work yeah I think because I you know I did used to write folk music um, right, back okay. in the <laughs> 90s I used to play guitar and write folk music um, and I, I found that you know like if I start thinking melody I end up thinking really quite straight boring melody right. and so I, I'm always trying to um, throw myself into something that's going to be pushing the edges a little bit more so you still get this idea of the kind of the pretty in there and and um there's definitely there's definitely melody and harmony as driving forces i think in in my kind of work 
but I'm always trying to just make sure that I'm not sitting in a comfortable zone with that, that I'm really kind of pushing it through into something mm. else. And that people can't second guess what, what's going to happen next, I guess. It's, Hopefully uh... not, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, yeah. probably sometimes you can oh, tell what's going to happen next. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a really big crescendo and then it's going to stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, it's, it's interesting because, I mean, looking at your, um, your kind of resume over the last 10 years, I mean, it's hugely prolific. And I was going to ask you, you know, that you, you must have, um, or at least my supposition would have been that you've grown up with a lot of, you know, either experimental or kind of electronic music. But it's interesting <laughs> there that you mentioned folk because clearly yeah. there was something else driving you when you were initially making music. Yeah, I actually didn't grow up with any any cool music taste whatsoever. Right. They're just way too embarrassing to even tell. Um, and certainly no, yeah, and, and certainly no, no real influences until, you know, I was about, you know, 18 or 19. Well, I suppose I found the Beatles in, when I was 16. And in, in a way, that really is the, the kind of trajectory because, you know, you started mm. out with the rock and roll, the folk, and then you end up at the White Album. And, um, yeah, yeah. and without even realising, you know, yeah. what, what they were t- kind of try and do, in, yeah. trying to do in that. So, um, yes, that, that's kind of where I started thinking. I suppose the folk thing started me thinking about alternatives, you know, mm. about, you know, what is the alternative to the mainstream? And um but it took me a long while to get to actual kind of laptop based electronic mm. music. That was a really long journey. And that kind of came about more through my work with performance where I was making soundtracks for my own performance mm. and discovered um, you know, the laptop and um and realised that that really opened up the scope, the whole kind of timbral scope of everything that I could do, and and um, and the scale. And so, that's kind of where the electronic music side, you know, overtook mm. the uh, the very analog side. It must have been quite a moment when you were going through that. Well, not moment, but the, that time to go through that realisation that you actually had something here that was going to take your practice in a completely different yeah, direction. Yeah, I mean, it was in in some ways like the initial moment when I, you know, someone showed me how to, you know, crossfade a file and sound edit sixteen. You know, I, it was an epiphany. I just went, "Oh my god, I can, you know, I can make sound like Bjork now," yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> which of course I've never succeeded to do. But, uh. um, but then it took me a really long time to actually get to a point where where I was playing solo kind of stuff, just yeah. because I, I wasn't really in that world. I was working very much in isolation, besides that one person showing me sound at sixteen. Yeah. So it took me a really long time to kind of aesthetically train myself up, but also to technically kind of get to a point where I felt confident to go, yes, I can actually, you know, play a laptop in front of people and it'll be, you know, interesting enough. <laughs> did you did you find at the time that you were kind of, um, because I wonder, I mean, obviously I'd be interested to know what sort of um, other uh, audio and musical influences were kind of, you know, informing you at, at that time. But I'm interested in maybe more particularly in terms of the Australian um, practitioners and Australian artists, if there were people around that time that were particularly not necessarily helping you directly, but inspiring you, you're thinking, oh, that's that's where I might want to go. Or... Yeah, I mean, I really came into the scene around 2001, which was the the time when when everything was just really starting up to and and feeling really rich and full in Sydney, which was fantastic, and it was around impermanent audio time and and um, and so definitely people like Paul Goff, Pimon. You know, when I heard him, you know, that was that was an, another epiphany really. Um, I used to really love uh, Scott Hawcroft's Chugga Chug, which was the epic guitar mm. band. They're all playing one note, but he crafts it into some unbelievable 
kind of massive moment. Yeah. That you, every time you think it can't get any bigger, it gets bigger again, and you think that maybe you might die in the middle of this, you know. <laughs> um, so certainly their their influences and Minute. I suppose Minute Minute was um, Jasmine Gafond and um, Torben Tilly were one of the you know first acts that I probably mm. would have seen that I actually started going. Oh, I think I understand what what this mm. is trying to do now. Mm. Yeah, mm. and you've. Um, uh, more recently, I guess, in the last couple of years, been part of, uh, I guess, a kind of documentation of Australian uh, experimental music through the book that you edited, um, Australian Experimental Music, if Mm. if that is indeed, that's the title, right? Um, And, uh, I mean, was that something that um, the material you were gathering from the book, at at the point you were doing it, you, you kind of felt that you had a lot of knowledge or was or was actually putting the book together part of that education it was absolutely part of that education um Mm. i was asked to do the book by um julian knowles and the publishers university of new south wales he had um, come up with the with the plan with the scheme and um and fortunately managed to convince the australia council to put some money into a whole series of books there was also a jazz book a contemporary classical book and there's a world music book coming out as well um and so you know, I, I knew, I knew that I didn't know the information that was in the book, but I thought maybe that's an interesting way of, of you know, a, a journey for the book is learning it as I, you know, go along. And of course, because it was a multi-authored book, you know, I was very much relying on the the wisdoms of the other writers, and that was definitely why we did it as a multi-authored book because we thought each we really wanted it to have. Um, a real sense of coming from within the community so mm. that each of the writers was integrally part of the scenes that they were writing about. And, and that definitely comes across. And I mm. think, you know, when, when, when I was reading it, um, I definitely got the sense that, that anybody who's um, anybody who's been listening to FBI and who kind of gets this idea of Sydney music community um, is going to really get off on the book because it's not because although it's titled kind of Australian experimental music it touches on a lot of the scenes that really influence a lot of music that you hear on FBI whether that's yeah. you know in, in the, the kind of post-punk era um, there's a lot of stuff on that but a, a lot around that very formative kind of um, electronic music that was happening around that time whether it's through um, Terrace Tapes and Severed Heads and M Squared and so on um, through to you know a piece by Sev Chan on, on the kind of mm. electronic music uh coming through clan and and um and various other things so it's um i think for anybody who's got an interest in um sydney music that's not necessarily of the um you know indie variety but mm. alternative variety then it's a it's, it's a great tome you must be pretty mm. i guess pleased with the finished yeah outcome. i mean in in theory it's it's australia wide as well but um sure, sure. <laughs> obviously there there is a you know a strong section on on new yeah. south wales and and um and victoria yeah. i should actually add that it's called experimental music in australia just in case anyone's googling it out there yes Sorry. <laughs> Good. All right, now let's um, hear um, another track from you. Uh, but this one uh, comes comes on CD, and but it is uh, a track from your forthcoming release. Tell us a little bit about the release and and how that's coming together. Yes, there was a, just a beautiful magic moment earlier on this year where an email came in my um, email box, and the people from Endgame, Chris and Shane, said we'd like to put out a release. And I just went, oh Great. my goodness, that's that's fantastic. And I had just actually got together the little EP that, that you played a track from before yeah. in the, where I was thinking, I've really just got to get something else out there. Yeah. And so it was that nice kind of thing of you get something out there and then next the, yeah. the next step starts to happen. So, um, yes, we're... I, I also didn't have a lot to do in the middle of this year, so I said, let's do it right now. And so I've been sitting, sitting in my little room for the last three months, beavering away. Um... 
And I really wanted to make a very holistic kind of album that, right. that you know, I, I do like a concept album really. And so it's, it's hopefully all going to be kind of thematically linked. Um, and uh, it should come out in September. So this is a, this is, well, I'm going in to do final mixes with Shane next week because right. I'm a slightly shabby mixer. Um, so it, the final product will be, you know, glistening. Uh, <laughs> That's a nice caveat. <laughs> yeah. But All right. Well, let's have a listen. And the track's called? The track is called... Oh, I wrote it down as well. You've embarrassed me. Uh, uh, it's called Vocal pr- Mould at the moment. Right. Okay. <laughs> it might stay called that or it may transmute into right. something else. Uh, it's Gail Priest Vocal Mould on FBI.
That's Vocal Mold, a track from Gail Priest, taken from her forthcoming album. And uh, Gail is joining us here on New Weird Australia on FBI tonight. Um, Gail, I was going to ask you, um, one of the uh, artists that we've uh, featured regularly on the show and uh, even played live on the show recently is Anna Chase. And I saw that you were playing with Anna recently. Um, and I thought that was uh, an interesting combination. Um, how did how did that go, that 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 yeah. performance you two did, did together I was intrigued I missed it and I was always wanted to ask you how it went or ask Anna how it went yeah it was it was very nice you know it, it's because there are not that many ladies out there um, I had always been watching um, Anna as she started to play and was thinking oh I think, you know she's pretty interesting and I like that she likes to sing and you know belt it out and things like that so um, when I was asked to do a bit of a set i for the now now I, I really wanted to try and do a fully improvised set and I knew that I can't really facilitate that myself I, I want to be mm. able to play with someone else to do that so so um I asked Anna and um yeah it was it was really lovely you know I because <laughs> we because we both sing I, I suspect that there, there's a, a a tendency to hit the Enya moment as I kept calling it which is <laughs> totally my fault I was really as you could hear from that last track you know there's a, yeah. a possible propensity to hit the Enya moment um yeah but it was really lovely to and and you know I, I felt like we really genuinely just played from scratch and mm. and you know went to somewhere so that was, was quite Great. interesting. Gail, thanks very much. Thank you for joining us tonight. Weird, 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 weird. They didn't want to tell anyone yet because this object was too weird to be believed. It was in the wrong place. No, weird Australia.